Let's get into it. Check your aesthetic podcast. <laughs> I said, Alexis, what if we played music at the beginning? She said, okay, let me find it. And I said, don't play it out loud. She said, I don't know what it is. I said, what does that mean? <laughs> I literally just searched copyright free music on YouTube and then found EDM. the first one. EDM. I did not search EDM. It was just the first one. So. Okay, well, this is, you thought you were listening to Check Your Aesthetic. You're actually at the club. So. Yep. It's about to get like twisted in here i don't know what that means but yeah anyways if you guys don't know me hey guys i'm katie and i'm alexis <laughs> and this? this is the check your this is the check it like it's american idol and this is the check your aesthetic podcast <laughs> so congratulations you are listening to the best podcast on earth um literally three seconds ago before we started recording katie had a literal lighter to the um it you can't hear can that hear it? put it really put it can. really close it's a mess up it, nope i think you can no um katie had a lighter to the uh, uh camera in the computer so that's i was that's setting alexis on fire yeah if you we're, follow we're, it's katie getting hot on, in here it is getting hot and popping um I feel bad that this is a guest episode and we are just being absolute fools. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is a guest episode. We'll get to that later. But right now we're going to give you the content that we know you come back for every week. Our mm-hmm. personal lives. <laughs> Very invested in our personal lives. You don't even have to tell us. We already know. So if you guys were like just sitting on the edge of your seat, you would be happy to know that my high was that I finally worked out today. And I... Thank you. I hadn't in like so long and it was really bad. So I worked out today, pretty proud of myself, and I'm hoping that I'm going to go tomorrow, but you know, yeah, we never know. So Alexis and I FaceTimed for a while yesterday and we basically were like, we are, we got to step it up yep. in every element of our life. In every aspect. <laughs> we got to get back on every it. every aspect, um, yes. We got to get back on it. So yeah, so then my high is, first of all, I started my internship. it's really fun I love everybody I work with so much um but for some reason I guess maybe it's work I just had this spark of motivation again and I was like it's time to get myself together so I'm Mm -hmm. like actually like getting myself together now and I'm dedicated to doing it so I don't know yes guys and we we facetimed we talked about life but we also talked about podcast stuff so Mm -hmm. um we have like the big trip we're not we're not talking about the trip right now okay so we're not gonna talk about the the big trip but it's coming it's coming um anyways anyways so um no we talked about the podcast and we have a bunch of stuff planned Mm -hmm. for the next few weeks um we have a few guests um Mm -hmm. such as today we had kayla on from docs designs packaging queen um Mm -hmm. but we will talk about that later so yeah i guess i already said my high so my low was just what we already said that like not motivated katie and i said yesterday that we are going to be our accountability queens for each other um and katie held me to it and texted me this morning was like hey i have done this already what have you done so i get yourself a katie in your life text like every night and say like what we did like every morning and like what i think every morning and then like yeah yeah 
Um, but it is it is helpful because I mean I know Alexis isn't gonna be like you're you suck if I like don't get that much done. But yeah. like also well, it's, if you I'm tell right. somebody then makes you want to do it more. Anyway. Yeah, totally. Um, Milo has been that I've been a sleepy, sleepy girl from work, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. I've just been like literally. I think at your, night, like, your schedule has changed so much. So. Yeah. I have to wake up at like 730 now, which is early for me because um, I work like nine to about two every day because um, yep. I'm just an intern. So I work like 15 hours a week. But, yeah, so waking up early gets me really tired. Um, it's, like, not, like, waking up is hard. That's easy. It's, like, around, like, 4 or 5 Three, p.m. I get yeah, so right. tired. Well, I think that also, like, you've been home, like, in your own space for so long that, like, mm-hmm. literally just, like, interacting with people is, like, kind of exhausting. And it's not, exactly. like, interacting with, like, your friends or family. Like, it's interacting like in a very work. different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. like... Yeah, you have to be, like, professional, and you have to be, like, you're doing all these new things. Like, Mm -hmm. you have, like, a bunch of accounts that you're running right now. Like, you've got a lot going on. Yeah, but But I feel like my body's just adjusting, but I'll be back on it soon. Also, it's probably about to thunder really big. It's raining so hard here. Y'all hear later. Yes, we recorded, we've recorded the um, section with Kayla before we recorded this. So, at the end, yes, you will hear the thunder at the very, very end that you are hearing right now. Exactly. So. Yeah. So it's re- it's really pouring in Birmingham. Um, but okay, my goals this week, um, my business goal, I've decided to take these at a different angle because I feel like mine were too vague before. So my goal this week, mm. concrete goal is to get one new branding client this week. I think I can do it. If you want to be that person, slide into the DMs. But yes. um, I want to get one new branding client this week. And yeah, I have some in the works. So I know I can do it. I'll update y'all next week. You know, I think that that's a really good idea. I feel like uh, we kind of talked about this yesterday, but I think I need to start doing that too, where it's not just like, I'm not just saying, I'm going to be motivated. Like, yeah, what like, does that mean? Like, that's, that's not, not a goal. goal. Like, that's not attainable. Like, I mean, like, I guess being motivated is sort of attainable, but it's not like a tangible thing that you did, I guess. Um, but so my... My goal that I wrote down was work on products, but I think that something that I can, like, see whether or not next week when we record, like, if I've done this, is I want to set out, like, I keep saying, I I do be saying that I want to work on getting more TikToks and Reels out there, Mm -hmm. but I just, like, don't. Yeah. And... I, I think I'm, like, scared. I think, like, I do have some ideas. Like, I don't, it's not that I'm, like, what do I do? It's just, like, mm-hmm. uh, no motivation for it. Scared of it filming scary. them. Scared of, like, them not doing well. Just, you know, yeah, like, yeah. just in general. I'm sure everyone understands. Um, but I want to, like, set myself more of a schedule. So, like, come up with, like, kind of content days almost. Like, mm-hmm. on Saturdays, I'm going to post this type of content for yeah. reels and TikToks because <clears throat> I think that that might help me. Um, yeah. And then I guess I'll just say my personal is just to stay on task because I, I, when I'm working for my, um, like, my part-time job, I, I stay on task because it's, like, for someone else. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I'm, like, I'm getting paid for this actively right now. Like, yeah, I, I need to have, get, yeah. I have deadlines that, like, my boss is expecting, like, mm-hmm. um, but for my own account, I am my boss, so. I was talking to my therapist about that today. She was like, well, yeah, so it's so much easier to stay on task when you're at work. I was like, well, I have to. I'm getting paid. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I can give myself myself extensions if I want, and I'm exactly. giving myself all the extensions. So. Yeah, 100%. Um, 
I kind of feel like basically what we've been doing with goals is like they're like we've got these like goals that like you need goals to get to the goals. And so I'm trying to break yeah. mine down into the smaller goals. Um, totally. So we'll see how, how it works. But my personal goal, I tried to make more specific too. And it is to only eat out one to two times this week. I don't want to say zero because that's not attainable. But like now that I have a stove and a kitchen, like I need to be cooking and I need right. to be saving money. So Same. Honestly, I feel the same. I am very proud of myself because – The location of the Starbucks that they built is not helpful for me. Like, we had, we had a few Starbucks, like, not a lot, but, um, just, like, last year, one was built down the road, and it's a drive-thru, and that's the very first drive-thru Starbucks in Vermont, and it's just so unfortunate that, yeah, and it's just so unfortunate that, of course, the one in the entire state that is a drive-thru is on my road, like, so annoying, but uh, my gym is, like, around the road. Like, uh, like I basically have to drive down my road and turn the corner, and that's where mm-hmm. my gym is. So when I'm driving back from my gym, Starbucks just is, like, staring me Calling straight in the face, mm-hmm. and I did not go. So Dude, I was pretty I, proud of myself. The way you talk about Vermont, I imagine you're going to come to Alabama. It's going to be, like, breaking Amish. You're going to literally be, like, <laughs> your eyes are going to be, like, wide open. You're going to be, like, seeing the Starbucks on, like, every corner, like, crying I mean, I've... <laughs> okay i do well, think you're I've, gonna be very surprised especially no, i don't think i am because i i've like my dad is in the military so he's been like stationed in like la and like well but New i mean Jersey, i think you're gonna and like you probably, i think southern wise yeah i will be, i also think yeah. you probably underestimate alabama everybody does no i don't i don't like you live in like a city-ish place yeah so like and especially because like you and I have started like looking into like where we would do like photo shoots so (laughs) so like as if if people are like they will take no photos we're like we're giving something really big away (laughs) we're not taking any photos Alexis is gonna leave her phone not it's take an, anything to do a podcast there. It's an unplugged trip. Yeah. <laughs> you will see oh no content of us together. <laughs> that is not the point. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I feel um, like we're going to go too con- co- content crazy. But, um, yeah, but I am I was, like, thinking you're, you're, like, step off the plane. You're, like, huh. <gasps> What's um, this? I think, I think southern-wise I will because, like, Because I definitely had that, like, I have that perception of Alabama, like, as a state, but I think Birmingham, like, is a, like, a more of a city, so I don't have that perception of, like, cities. Like, I think literally any, like, state, their city, well, besides Vermont, but I think, like, any city, city in a state, like, the state can be very, like, Mm -hmm. very different Mm -hmm. from whatever the city is. I know that when I come to Vermont, I'm going to be like, what? (laughs) Oh, I already have started talking to Austin and and my mom about what I'm going to do when you come to visit because be I like, have, like, I have specific things that, like, we're going to go see my mom's house because my for mom... culture shock purposes. <laughs> yes. Like, no, not my mom's house, but, like, the way there is, like, I don't even... I could not even count how many barns oh my God. we drive through. Dude, McLean just texted me and said, I see you're on um, Zoom with Alexis. I expect one Winston pick. <laughs> my best friend my is obsessed so with Winston um yeah well I'm very excited to come to Vermont we haven't scheduled that one yet or maybe we have you guys will never know we, we have no, we actually haven't <laughs> um okay well today 
on the Check Your Aesthetic podcast, we had Kayla from Docs Design on. She runs a branding and packaging design agency. Um, she is super. She's she is, very successful. Like yeah, I can't believe yeah. she came on and was like, why are you talking to us? But, exactly. Yeah. She has really niched down her business um, into a specific market. So we talked a little bit about that, talked a little bit about packaging, talked about branding. Um, it was a super amazing episode. And I know you guys are going to get a lot from it. So I guess we should just go ahead and get into that conversation. Hello, Kayla. Hello. How are you? We are so excited to have you on. I really appreciate you coming on and being the packaging queen and just enthusiast that you are. We need you to come on and give everybody the details because Katie and I do not have it. (laughs) (laughs) We do not. We do not have it. Well, I'm really excited. Um, Yes, super exciting. Um, So do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell everybody about you, your business, all that good stuff? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so my name is Kayla, um, and I own Docs Design, and we are a fully remote branding and packaging design studio um, that primarily works within the pet industry. Um, So I have a team now of about five designers, copywriter, salesperson, um, so we've really grown over the past couple years, but... When I first started, I was kind of just little old me freelancing, you know, sharing my work on Instagram, sharing my work on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of my content at the time was dog related. Um, And so from there, it kind of spiraled into this what I kind of like coined dog designer. And from there, (laughs) my business kind of accidentally happened. And about two years ago, I like buckled down, you know, officially filed for the LLC, did all the paperwork and have been operating ever since. That's so cool. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love that and, so much. And um, so you talked about pet industry, which obviously you've sort of niched yourself down quite a bit. Um, do you want to kind of touch on the importance of that, sort of how that happened for you, like how you've seen that be successful? Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, definitely. So like I said, when I um, I graduated, I got a job at an agency and I just like wasn't feeling creatively fulfilled. So kind of as an outlet, I started my Instagram page, which was like under my freelancing name. Um, it was just sharing a lot of content and I'm the owner of three dachshunds. So dogs are like very ingrained in my lifestyle. Like if you come into my house, they're everywhere. Like all my Christmas gifts our dachshund theme so it just kind of like bleeds over into my life um and the Mm -hmm. content that I was doing at the time that was dog related was the content that was getting the most engagement so I was like you know what I think there's something here like just looking at the numbers and looking at like what was working um so you know I talked to my husband I was like I'm gonna be a dog designer and he thought I was crazy and didn't think it was gonna work um and when I kind of doubled down on that content is when things really started to grow um Because, you know, when I was freelancing and I was kind of just being more of a generalist, I was having a hard time finding clients. But when I was able Mm -hmm. to establish that niche and be like, no, like I'm a dog designer. This is what I do. Like the clients started rolling in. Yeah. And I like what you said about looking at engagement and everything, because I feel like sometimes it can be tempting to like try everything or like, oh, Mm -hmm. I can do like all kinds of stuff, like, you know, giving yourself the creative freedom. And I'm definitely... A victim of like I do not want to be boxed in yep <laughs> like <laughs> I get like that a lot with my own stuff but with clients like I'm like yeah let's 
create a consistent brand. And then for myself, I'm like, I don't need that. Um, but I think it's super beneficial. Like you said, if you see that that's what's performing well, yeah, continuing to do that is what's going to help you grow. Oh, definitely. And like, trust me, I think a lot of us as creatives like hate numbers. Numbers scare us. Like I am like that. Like I don't like numbers either. But at the time I was just trying to figure out what works and what would help me stand out. Like the market's so oversaturated. So I wanted totally. to try to have a new perspective on it. And that just happened totally. to work for me. Yeah, I think that like you saying that like the market is so saturated, I think that that's so interesting that you went in like really just dove deep into the whole dog related content. I think that that's such an interesting move for a designer. Um, And I think it's so smart um, also. But so in terms of just really like delving into one aspect, how does that like translate into designing packaging? Ooh, yes, that's a really good question. So um As I kind of mentioned, the thing that's really helped me is if you are niched in a specific industry, those sort of people follow each other. So like beauty brands follow beauty brands, dog people follow dog people. So when I have been able to do like one nicely designed pet treat like package and the client is excited about it and shares it like they have other pet treat packages that are dog related, right? That maybe would have never even thought that their packaging could look like that or they didn't even know that that Mm -hmm. was a resource Mm -hmm. and then when they see it then they come to me sort of thing so just being able to niche down like even um i think when i first was starting and i wasn't getting packaging clients what helped me is i would just concept packaging of like oh i wish that like a bandana backer would look like this or I wish that a dog treat packaging would mm-hmm. look like this and I had those people following me and they like I said they didn't know what they needed until they saw it like they didn't even know it was a thing mm-hmm. so being able to just right. like manifest that kind of <laughs> made it work right yeah I and feel I feel like-, like I feel like also with within the dog community like you said that maybe a dog treat company would see the dog treat like design for someone else but I also think that dog treat companies are also going to be following like dog leash companies and like Mm -hmm. dog toy companies dog clothes like and then just once they see your like come to your account then it just like snowballs from there yeah and it's an instant connection with my clients like it's something like that almost on a friend level I connect with them because I'm like tell me about your dog Mm -hmm. everyone loves to talk about your their dog Mm -hmm. like what's your Mm -hmm. dog Mm -hmm. what's your name and then we instantly have like something in common and like on a personal level too Right. That's me on dating apps. Being like, What's your dog's name? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dog do you have? Um, but yeah, I think something that we've touched on, but I think that is like such an amazing thing to talk about is like concept designing. Like you don't have to have clients to be designing things. Oh. And like sometimes that is the way that you get clients because we get people all the time that are like, how do you find branding clients? Um, and I think like nobody's going to hire you if they've never seen what you can do. So literally just making up something um, – and designing for it can be really helpful so can you sort of talk about like how you did that yeah. I know a lot of people have trouble like how do I come up with that like what do I do so like how sort of definitely that yeah um I mean when I first was like posting content I didn't even have like clients <laughs> to start with um yeah. so totally. a few ways I did that is I would either find like I had like for example dog walker who was like my dog walker and she had a really bad brand and I like traded services with her and I was like hey like to walk my yeah. dog for like a couple of weeks can oh, I like 
totally right? love cool. trading services. Yeah, can I do your brand and can I show it in my portfolio? And she was like, yeah. Or, you know, there was a couple of times where I like made up a brand, like just made up a name and was just like, you know, if I could mm-hmm. design any like X, Y, and Z packaging, like what would it look like? Um, and just being able to have that content shared um, has helped me a lot. And now that we actually have clients, I still do concepting and post it for my actual clients. And it ends up getting more work in my door. Like, for example, I had a client who went through branding and they didn't want to do any packaging design. They were just like, you know, I'm good. But when I shared the brand, I'd quickly mocked up a box and then they messaged me and they're like, okay, just kidding. I want that box. Like, let's make yes. it happen. <laughs> oh, I love that that happened yeah. to you. <laughs> I've seen that at my internship a lot. And like, I listen to a lot of like graphic design, TED Talks and podcasts and podcasts. Jesus. And stuff like that. <laughs> I got like tongue twisted. Um, but I think like you mentioned this earlier, sometimes you have to show people what they want before they know that they want exactly. it. Exactly. People might not even know that exists. Especially and, like, with a lot of people that aren't creative, like or creatives. Yeah. Like they don't know like when you start talking about something, they're like, What? Yeah. But well, yeah, and yeah. I mean, there's a and, difference and like, between like spec, like I don't want to get confused because spec work, like you shouldn't be doing spec work. Like, you know what I mean? Like you want to get paid for your services. But like in my case, totally. with that, with that client, I already had done the brand. Like it literally took me no joke, like five minutes to do that box. And that box turned into like, she's still my client. Like we do ongoing design Mm -hmm. support. Like it turned into like a two year like contract. So yeah, exactly. And I think like sometimes like, especially right when you're starting out, it's, you know, making up a client, nobody's, that's not benefiting anybody other than you. Like, it's not like anybody's going to take that. You own it. So it's not like you're doing free. Cause you know, we're not ever for doing free work. Yes. (laughs) Work for free unless it's, to build your brand, there should be some sort of purpose, whether it's money or yeah. it's exposure, which exposure, be careful. Yeah, exposure um, does not pay bills. Yeah, it's a balance. Yeah, I think, yeah. exactly. But I think like, you know, slapping something on a business card design, maybe they didn't know they wanted a business card design yeah. or needed that one or, um, you know, half of, I feel like what people are paying for is the design. And then I think the other half of it is your brain. Yeah, definitely. Right. Experience. And stuff I mean, like, like that. that's your job as a creative to show them like things that they probably wouldn't think about because they aren't a creative. So they don't know what they don't know. So like I, yeah. I'm a big believer in just going like pedal to the metal and like, mm-hmm. you know, show them what they yeah, want, show yeah, them yeah. what they need exactly. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So when it comes to, of course, my motorcycle guy, outside, <laughs> um, but when it comes to like uh, packaging for small businesses, yeah. um, like even when you're just getting like a small business package, what do you think is like the best things to include? Whether that like relates to someone just starting out or like yes. once they get bigger, like what do you think are the things that are needed or what are the extras? Yeah, what so I know freebies? that you won't have like, video on this podcast, but as you guys can see behind me, I have like a shelf in my office with all these mailer boxes, which is our like number yep. one service we do. We have like a box design service. Um, and I would say for small businesses, specifically if you're looking for packaging design, you're probably a product company. Um, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the product companies come to us for packaging design. And that right. is like the easiest like step to take and probably the lowest like cost is some sort of like unboxing experience for mailing out your products um and the reason i say that and there's kind of two folds to it we get a lot of subscription companies because that is becoming a huge Mm -hmm. thing um so a lot of subscription companies who just like send out their subscription in a brown box and it kind of like levels down the experience totally you don't want to feel like you're opening an amazon package when you're getting so like being able to like invest in a nice looking box like just levels up your experience which you can charge more for your 
your box exactly. if you have it. So you can like include the cost of like what you would raise your prices for the box design. Um, but the other thing too is with some of our product companies, the, actually the client I was just talking about with the box that I ended up mocking up, um, her online sales have grown over the past year by 297%. And she says, yeah, she says all the time, I'm not even kidding, it's because of the box. Because the way we did the box, there's like um, a personalization aspect to it. So you open it up and she like writes the dog's name in it. And so many people take a picture with the dog next to the box and post it, it, tag her. Then all of her other dog mom persons go to there and then they're like, oh, this is cute. Bye. You know, so it's a marketing tool for them. Yeah, and I think that that is so often overlooked because small businesses not only want to keep the price for themselves low, yeah. but also for customers. But I think what you said about like you can raise your prices, think about receiving an Amazon package. Would you ever put that on your Instagram story? No. No. <laughs> Maybe the product. Like that. But... Yeah, exactly. Versus something like that where especially with something like dogs, like yep. of course people love to share their dogs um, and that personalization like – whatever you can do to make people want to share. And I know that all of us feel this way um, because we are designers, but I will buy something sometimes for the packaging. Oh, 1,000%. This entire cabinet is, my husband Uh makes fun of me because I will buy stuff strictly for the packaging and just like put it away and never use it and just like keep it for the nice packaging. Exactly. And I was (laughs) like that in high school and people used to make fun of me all the time. And that's before I knew that this was a job, like that you could, um, that people did this for for branding. (laughs) Um, And now I'm like, Jesus, I'm in the right place um, with my people now. But I literally, like that has such an impact on my purchasing decisions. And I think that that shouldn't be overlooked in small businesses because I also feel like when people are shopping from a small business, there is an expectation for that personalized packaging. Yep. And you know, like, you know, even like card inserts and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I really think even it. like I get a lot of people get hung up on like the box price. There's like cost effective ways you can do that. Like even starting out with like a nice colored mailer that you buy like for cheap mm-hmm. and putting like a sticker on there that's branded. Like even something as simple yeah. as that is better than like a brown generic box. Totally yeah. agreed. Yeah, 100%. Um, so what you talked about, you said stickers. Yeah. What do you feel? Because a lot of us like in a lot of our – um listeners are like sticker like have sticker businesses Ooh, love that. um what do you think about like giving away even not even just in like sticker businesses but what do you think of freebies yeah in your package i love that so we actually do digital freebies for our own business so i'm like a fan of freebies so every month our team Mm -hmm. designs um because what was happening was a lot of people were like taking our artwork and reposting it and not giving us credit you know how that goes yeah so i was like okay how can i solve this issue and like make it a marketing tool for us so i actually do digital freebies every month where our team specifically designs graphics that like you are allowed to use these like repost Mm -hmm. them do whatever you want with them honestly just like don't put them on apparel and sell them because that's a no-no but like you know and so that has been able to like get around so like I'm all for like the freebie like sticker like if you have a design like a sticker so cheap to print too like if you throw that in there and like Mm -hmm. if someone likes it and just put it on their water bottle or put it on their computer and if they're in a coffee shop and someone's like where'd you get that like it's a marketing tool totally I love the idea of a digital freebie and we have talked we've we've chatted dabbled in like stealing artwork and all that stuff that yeah. happens all the time and i think that's such a smart way to be like okay now please yeah, don't come post back this that. but you can, you can post, post this that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's some stuff that you can post and i feel like especially for like dog 
Um, yes. Like we usually like, do it for the they, holidays. So like we'll do like a pack yeah, of yeah, like yeah. Christmas oh, really like cute. dog yeah. things. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. We still have had issues where like I had someone like take it and recreate it with like a new typeface thinking that was okay and then try to sell it on a shirt. Classic. I was yeah. like, uh-huh. nope, that's still can't do that. <laughs> so yeah. 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 I feel like they'll always yeah. have that. But having something like that does help it a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like a digital freebie also if you're really trying to keep your prices low is a really good way to still offer something to your customers without having to, you know, spend money. Or if you make your own stickers, which a lot of our people do, um, that listen, like, does take time. So if you don't have time for that, do some wallpapers and have a little QR code that if in your packages, if you order, then you get these free wallpapers or whatever. Love that idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. Little touches like that make a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, Okay, so what would you say, I guess, you know, you've already chatted a little bit about the sales of one of your um, clients, but Mm -hmm. the pros of branded slash custom packaging versus generic sort of like just chat on that. I got case studies for days. I got case studies for days. Um, (laughs) Yeah, A lot of people have just, it's like, how do you justify spending that money? So help them justify spending that money. So the one I just talked about, yeah, just the mailer box, like her online store has been crazy. She also went, when we rebranded her, she was at 9,000 followers. She's now at 29,000 over the course of a year. So that's just some numbers. Um, But the biggest one that I have, that's a case study. Um, It's a client of mine. They're called Modern Companion. They make really amazing like pet bow ties and bandanas and stuff um she was trying to really get into wholesaling um and a lot of small retailers and small businesses they do care about the packaging design like if it's not looking good in their store they don't want to buy it so she was having a hard time getting her her product into stores um and she was actually in a bid for a large retailer which is why she came to us to redo her packaging um so we completely redid all our packaging we redid her brand we were able to like make it all match do her website really give her a cohesive experience um so she went from six retailers she's now in 66 um she's also an altered state which is like a huge retailer Um, mm-hmm. and they have said, like, she's forwarded me emails from people that say we got this because of the packaging design. Like, it's so cute. Like, the product sells itself. Yeah. Like, the, the way we did yeah. the packaging design, it was kind of interactive. We, like, illustrated a dog and made it look like the bow tie was, like, on the dog sort of thing. That's so cute. So, like, she has told me time and time again, like, they literally tell me it's because of the packaging. Like, it's so, like, the investment yeah. has paid for itself, like, four mm-hmm. times over, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. And especially if you are trying to get into wholesale and get into stores, it's even more important oh, yeah. there because somebody's looking at that and making that decision right there. Yep. Yeah. Um, I just thought while you were talking about that, I just thought of our friend Skylar um, from Skylar Grace Co. She has like an apparel brand and she just this past holiday season, she did, um, or was it holiday? I don't remember. It was like basically these boxes that she sold and it came with like a bag and a t-shirt and like um like just some other like fun stuff a bunch of stickers and stuff but I was just thinking how she posted photos with the packaging like she had the box like open with like all the stuff in it and I think that honestly I feel like because I bought one and like (laughs) Skylar I love you and I, I love this shirt so much but I feel like part of the reason that I got that was because of the packaging and like yeah that is such a group because like when you said like justify like the the price of the box like I think for me at least one of the biggest things is like well people don't know what the box is going to look like mm-hmm. until they already have bought it but you can use that as like a prop almost yeah. like in your oh, product photography 
Um, oh, yeah, and that sure. can be kind of like a selling point. I too, mean, for so. this, exactly. the the box, the dog, her name's Dogs of Charm City, the one that had the 297. We have done mm-hmm. four other boxes now. So she's got mm-hmm. um, a new dog kit, a birthday dog kit, a Maryland I'm dog, to kit, get the new dog kit, right a now. beach kit. Yeah, <laughs> ordering right yeah. now. Yeah, she's so she's like taking this box, and we do like a new box design for each one. But like, it is mm-hmm. like a huge like content thing for her on her own Instagram. Yeah. You know. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. This is just a random question I thought of. Can you give us a rundown of like just all of the various things you can do to personalize your packaging? So we've talked about boxes. We've talked about mailers. Yeah. Just all the things. All the packaging. Oh my do. gosh. There's so much. So we kind of break <laughs> ours down into like custom packaging design and then what we call like the unboxing experience. So because box, um, for those of you who don't do packaging design, you start out with a thing called a die line. So the die line is what the printer uses to actually like make the box or make whatever the packaging is. Mm-hmm. Um, so boxes are like a standard die line. So it's easy for us to like use an online provider like Packlane, who's like our premier like box printer. And then we just make the box. Um, but the other part that we do is what we call custom packaging design. So it can be like a flex pouch, which is like what you would see like dog treat packaging in, um, yep. that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, but we actually create our die lines custom and we'll do just like custom packaging design. We have a human centered designer on our team. So we will have our clients send us their product and we will actually create the die line and work with a printer to create that packaging solution. So it could really be anything your creative anything. mind comes up with. You just got to work with a printer to like make sure it can happen, um, which is what yeah. we do. That's, That's amazing. Cool. Yeah, it's fun. Um, what about packaging inserts? What do you think are like the most like do you do like thank you cards? Yeah, yeah. So um a big one we do is like care instructions. So like, you know, mm-hmm. like for mm-hmm. the pet bandanas and stuff, like how to wash them. Right. Like if you have to size it, that's a big one. Um thank you card, that's always another big one. Um recently we've been trying to make them work a little harder instead of just like a general thank you card and make them more of a marketing tool. Um so something we just did with another client, which I thought was great, because it's a good opportunity to use it. Um, you know, encouraging people to like take a picture with the box, post it on social media, tag mm-hmm. them, giving them sort of discount code on it, you know, doing that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, for one of our clients, um, they have a subscription box um, that's all around like grief counseling. So instead of just having like a general like card on the back, it was like journal prompts to help you like get through grief. Yeah. So like things like that, like that people would actually use. I mean, a thank you card's mm-hmm. nice. Um, right. Or like if it's really nicely designed and someone like wants to frame it and like put it in a frame, that's always nice exactly. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that that's super important in marketing in a lot of different ways. I talk about that a lot with social media when I'm obviously in class or like with clients if you provide people value then they're gonna like keep coming back like because you're giving them something that's useful so something that I do is like just design something cute for the back of my thank you cards that like people might put on a bulletin board or like Mm -hmm. you know put on their desk or something and people have like people have like stuck it on their wall stuff like that and shared it um and even like business cards like I'll sometimes put something cute on the back and I think it's just taking advantage of that opportunity if you're going to print it anyway then you may as well yeah make it into a have it look nice yeah definitely yeah, exactly. so what do you think like for packaging like if someone was starting out what do you think is like the difference between like going too hard and like not doing enough 
Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think it kind of depends on where your product is going to be. Like I said, if you're wholesaling and like your packaging is going to be a purchasing decision for someone, I think you need to go hard. <laughs> so like, you know, right. the custom packaging is probably the right route for you. Whereas if you're more so starting out and you're more e-commerce, you know, you're selling through your own online mm-hmm. store. I don't think you have to go as crazy with it. I think like starting out with like a nice mailer, even just like a colored mailer. We use this website called Paper Mart and they have like every color under the rainbow like mailer you can buy like a lime green one a blue one a purple one like something as simple as that and putting a sticker on it I think is like a good starting point but when your sales want to start to go up and when you I think the biggest thing is like when you level up kind of yeah or you want to like raise your prices like I said I think that is justification Mm -hmm. to be able to start to go harder quote unquote right yeah totally totally agreed and I feel like something that's important too is like I'm of course, I'm not in all of our listeners' brains, but I'm sure that some of you guys have businesses that translate to in-person a lot more than some other people who just do e-commerce. And I think that it's important to note that like it gains importance when people are looking at your products and making a decision. Mm-hmm. Think about something that's well-packaged, something that's not as well-packaged. You know? Yeah. And I also feel like it is everything's a marketing opportunity. If somebody's walking around with a cute bag with your, you know, a well-branded bag, somebody's going to see that and be like, oh, that's cute. Where is that? Think about like the way that we make shopping decisions, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I think taking advantage of that and sort of weighing like what is going to help me be able to level up and what's going to like provide value to my business and to my customers and making your decisions there because we all know that small businesses are not swimming in money. Yeah. So sometimes definitely. you do have to make yeah, that yeah, decision. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that also like when it comes to like small businesses that are e-commerce based, I think that it's easy to think like, oh, well, like they're not going to see this in a store. So like whatever. But like, and I think that in that same line, like it's okay to start smaller if you can't afford a lot. But I think that what will, I mean, it's not the only determining factor, but I think that what might change a like one-time purchaser to a like repeat purchaser could be like the packaging and like the experience that they feel when they open that product and they're like oh my god like this is done so nicely yeah I mean Um, it's the same with branding too like it goes hand in hand for sure totally yeah I was about to say um branding is something that I feel like definitely is 100% worth it to invest in early um like you said your clients who oh, you've done sure. grown so much and I find I have yeah. found that a lot of our clients who don't invest in the brand early it ends up being more expensive down the road because they grow then all of a sudden their brand's DIY'd it's mishmash they got a different logo here mm-hmm. different color here and then you have to go back and redo and reprint everything which ends up being more costly and more pain in the butt down the road mm-hmm. exactly totally and I agree. think also finding a designer that you really like working with early kind of like like you said, you know, you'll do branding for somebody and then they'll keep coming back. Yeah. It's just that person understands your brand and you offer all kinds of things. So you can kind of have that one-stop shop, yep. which does make it cheaper than trying to go like here for this and here for this yeah. and here for this. Um, so I think that that's really valuable. Um, but I guess we can go ahead and get into random questions, which yes. <laughs> we've decided to make them dog related <laughs> to match the vibes of this episode. Dog vibes. Um, dog vibes. <laughs> always. Um, Alexis with her cat over here like, hello. Oh, yeah. Cats um, do. <laughs> I, I want a dog, but too. yeah, apartment does not allow dogs. So. Yeah. Um, okay. So the first question is favorite dog breed. 
I feel like we can guess yours. Kayla. Yeah, it's Dachshund. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. ever since yeah, I was longer, y- younger, like Dachshund, like Andy Warhol had a Dachshund and Pablo Picasso, mm-hmm. and I was sold. I was like, yes, all these creative souls <laughs> love Dachshunds. Like people, I need yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, I have three. My of them. aunt has had my aunt has had Dachshund since I was a baby. So I've grown. She's probably had like five or six. It's literally so. a cult. I'm not even yeah. kidding. Like it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You once have, you get one, do you have full size or mini? I have mini. They're mint or long haired. Yeah, I want I want a long haired dachshund, and so I have a blonde want, one. He's like my well, not that I have favorites, oh but <laughs> he's so beautiful. I want, yeah. I want a cho- like the specific dachshund that I've wanted since I was a little kid is a chocolate dapple long haired min- mini. Oh my god, I love the dapple. Like, I have a brindle, a chocolate yeah. and tan, and a blonde, and they're all long haired mini. Mm-hmm. They're if I, I will the say they're my favorite breed, but they are some stubborn a holes. So if you are oh, looking yeah, for a dog that have... behaves well, they are not the breed for yeah. you. <laughs> No, they are, like, definitely have a personality yeah. of their own that they're not going to, like, they're not going to conform for yeah. you. Um, I would say my favorite breed would probably be um, a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Ooh, that makes um, so, that, that, there is nothing that has ever made sense more than you saying that right now. <laughs> I didn't know that, what you were going to say, but that makes so much sense. That oh is God. the first dog that I ever personally had. Um, oh my God. And she was like this, her name was Callie Aww. and she was like the sweetest dog literally ever. And she died, unfortunately, when she was seven because um, oh, she man. had heart, um, she had a heart murmur, but she is literally like the cutest little sweetest dog but yeah and I think I don't know if I could get another Cavalier King Charles Spaniel just because like I loved her so much so I feel like it would mm-hmm. like trigger me one of I mine got... has made an appearance they really want <laughs> they're oh like you're talking like, about I want to be on the podcast, so <laughs> like, I, be on the podcast. I heard my name <laughs> oh my so God. cute okay Katie what is yours um I am very much a uh, big dog girl yes. I mm-hmm. am getting a golden retriever in what is it now? 21 days. Um, but in an apartment, getting a golden retriever, you can tell I'm a little stubborn about the big dogs. Um, but I do, I was going to say, I feel like dachshunds are the most, like, like the y- least, like, yippy kind of small yeah. dogs. Of course, mm-hmm. no shade to any dogs, but I feel like they're the most, like, they act the most like big dogs. Sort of oh, for sure. For sure. Oh, they um, have sure. big dog personalities. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my aunt had um, a, my aunt had a um, Rottweiler and a... Yeah a dachshund at the same time at one point and the dachshund like ruled the house <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly 100%. yeah but i like um labs we've i've grown up with black labs my whole life classic um golden retriever. and then yeah golden retrievers can't go wrong yeah. with a golden all yeah. i had a golden growing up dogs. too <laughs> yeah i have yeah. a golden at my yeah. mom's house right now i've actually never had a golden i've obviously various so my friends have had goldens and goldens and labs are very similar I think mm-hmm. I feel like labs are just a little bit more like sporty than goldens. Yeah, goldens are a little yeah. bit more family. Um, but yeah, so we'll see how my first golden experience goes. I'm sure it'll be amazing and Love great. It. It's like motherhood, um, yeah. doghood is. It really is. It's a lot of work. My mom, <laughs> yeah, my mom and her boyfriend just got a, a golden retriever puppy. Of course, they stole my thunder like a month before I got mine. Um, <laughs> but she was like, "I have had three kids, and this is like having a kid. Like I'm telling you, like I've had you and your two brothers, and like this is like having. And they a never kid. grow up. Like, You're gonna." Like, ever. I know. She was like, you're literally going to have an exhausting summer. Like, just get ready. I was like, I'm ready. Um, okay. On the other end of the spectrum, the next random question is, what dog breed do you think you would be? Okay. I, I like to see if we think Yeah, I like to say Dachshund because of that. But I know, like, deep down, if someone described me, they wouldn't say Dachshund. You know what I mean? Like, I want that <laughs> yeah. to be what it is. 
Um, yeah. But have you ever seen those Chinese crested dogs, like the ones that are bald and like have the like hair? I feel like I really resonate <laughs> with that dog. Like, like I are those the ones that come up if you search like world's ugliest yeah. dog. <laughs> I yes. just feel like they're really misunderstood, but they're like really unique and like they're just oh like I don't know. I really resonate with it. So I feel like if I oh, was reincarnated, oh I would probably be a Chinese crested dog for sure. That, that is, is so funny. I love that. Like that's like I think the perfect answer that you possibly could have given. Um, Amazing. For me, I want... Okay, Katie, have something in your head of what you think I w- I'm going to say. Do you have it in your head? Yes. Okay, Chihuahua. Yep. <laughs> yep, we should have said it at the same time. <laughs> we should have said it at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I'm right on now fire. At, uh, right now at home, we have... My mom has a golden retriever and a Chihuahua. Her name is... Ch- uh, the Chihuahua's name is Chi-Chi. Oh and God. the golden retriever's name is Wally. I did not choose Chi Chi as a name. Those are the best names um, I've ever heard. Like, I can already um, picture them in my well, head. Actually, actually, the truth is that my older sister named her Olivia. And my de- my stepdad was like, no. no. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry, so then no. he just like, he just started calling her um, like Chi Chi as a joke. And then it just kind of stuck. So mm-hmm. that is why Chi Chi is Chi Chi. But anyway, um. My boyfriend constantly says that Chi-Chi is my personality. Like, I am Chi-Chi. So, yeah. So, I am a Chihuahua. Um, yeah, I think I'm a Golden Retriever. <laughs> yeah. I wish I was, like, a Bernese Mountain Dog or something like Ooh, that. But I think I'm one. just, like, chill. Bernese Mountain Dogs are so gorgeous. Yeah, they They're are. So They're great pretty. dogs. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I'm a Golden Retriever. Also, I just thought of another random question in my brain. What is your guys' favorite dog name you've ever heard? Kayla, I feel like you've probably heard of a jillion mm. oh, thousand. Pickle, for sure. One of, there was, pickle. um, oh, he was so cute. He was a three-legged, like, little, like, chihuahua, like, Bix, and he, yeah, and he had, like, one of those, like, tongues that, like, you know, when, like, the dogs have no teeth, and it, <laughs> like, flies. Yeah, and yeah, his and name was just, like, Pickle, and I was, like, I Stop, love I'm, you. I'm, like, about to that. cry. <laughs> that is so sweet. Alexis, what's your favorite dog name you've ever heard? I think I've already said this on the podcast, um, but I really, really want to, when we are finally able to get a dog, I really want to name, if it's a boy, Roger. But Austin, hate my boyfriend, hates Roger. He says that that's, like, not happening. But Roger oh would be my favorite. I, um, the, picking a dog name is one, probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. I still haven't picked the name for my dog. So I'm going to say my favorite dog from social media's name, because this seems like a safe bet. Kiwi the pug. He's so Oh, pickle is so cute. I love it. Yeah, mine are mine are Kiwi all F so names. Cute. I went like Kardashian with it. So <laughs> I named my first one Finley, and then you guys know the show Phineas and Ferb. So my second one's named Ferb. So it's like Finley and Ferb, and then Fifi. That is oh so cute. <laughs> Finley um, was on my list. Yeah, I was, was just actually about my- to say. Finley number was actually, one, yeah. It was number one, and then my family was like, I hate it. I was like, moving on? Well, I wanted to name my kid <laughs> Finley, and then I got a dog, and I, like, jumped the gun. I was like, I like it so much, you've been named my dog Finley. So, I take yeah. <laughs> I that love Finley. So I love Finley. And Ferb, that's hilarious. Yep. <laughs> Could not be any, like, different vibes yeah. from Finley and Ferb. I hope Ferb's, like, a That's him right here. Dog. Yeah. No, that's him on my lap. <laughs> hey, Ferb. Love you. He's like, mm, He's so cute. what's going on? 
Oh my God, this has been the best conversation about dogs. This is what I needed in my day. Um, yes. Okay, Kayla, do you want to go ahead and plug your socials, your website, all that good yeah. stuff so everybody can find you? Yeah, so you can find us on Instagram, which is like the main place we share like our freebies and our client work. And then that's um, docs, D-O-X dot design. And then our website is also docs dot design. So not dot com, not dot net, D-O-X dot design. Um, and we also have a free Facebook group that is called Design Support for Small Businesses. So that's where we do a lot of our trainings and kind of like questions and answers sort of thing. I love that. Did y'all hear that? Was that you? (laughs) It's thundering. We're like really bad. It's about to really pour out there. Anyway, um, to end our episode with that spooky, scary (laughs) thunder. um, Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes. And thank you, Kayla, for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. And then follow us on our Instagram account, Check Your Aesthetic Podcast, and our personal accounts, Katie Creative Co., AlexisAdams.co, Docs.designs, or Design, design. with one. Yep, no, design. no S again. <laughs> no S. No S, guys. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.